Have you ever heard of psychic surgery? Well, Dr. Nancy de Andrade had a psychic surgery performed on her and it worked. It was successful. You don't want to miss this. Check it out. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Winston Churchill. DC Tribe, Josh Thomas, super glad to have you. Be sure to follow and subscribe to The Do Zone on Apple or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Unbreakable Teams. We help entrepreneurs build the systems they need to crush their goals, the teams they need to execute those systems, and the accountability they need to make sure it all gets done. We are your fractional operations managers and strategic partners. If you're ready to take your business to the next level and you know you can't do it alone, go to unbreakableteams.com now to learn more. Today's guest is Nancy D'Andrade. Nancy, uh, Dr. Nancy D'Andrade is a holistic life coach with a doctorate in psychology and an adjunct professor of psychology at National University. She is also a facilitator for the Motivational Institute of Hypnotherapy therapy, and has extensive training and experience in the areas of energy psychology, the nature of consciousness, and alternative approaches to healing and transformation. Nancy, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people won't think of. Hmm. Um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me and having me over. Um, a lot of people f- focus their energy into, okay, how do I do it? And um, I think the key to getting things done is having clarity. Not so much clarity of, okay, this is what I want to do, but clarity in the sense of where you're at in your energy is what I'm about to do connected to my sense of self, to my energy, to my alignment, is what I'm about to do, something that is really bringing me energy, that is allowing me to to be that person that I want to be. So, So to me, it's about being in complete alignment before you take action. Once you're in complete alignment, the clarity is so um, evident that you get excited about it. You know, I was recently struggling with something like that, uh, where I was I was following the advice of someone. Uh, I had I had an idea, and that idea created a spark and a drive in me, and it it made me go down all of these rabbit holes. And I started discovering, and and I was ready to put this idea out to the world. And somebody came along and moved me two degrees to the right. Yeah, and I said. That seems like a good idea, but that two degrees to the right with the more time and distance that I put between that inflection point, the harder and harder and harder it got until I realized I didn't really know what I was doing because I didn't believe in it anymore. Yeah. Because I was out of alignment. Exactly. It's like, uh, you probably have heard the, uh, what they say about 
if you change the trajectory of a plane flying for two millimeters or two degrees, then you end up in a completely different country, you know? And so I think it's the same in, in terms of what we are needing to do. What, what happens often is that we start listening to outside energies and, and outside voices instead of continuing to listen to what really resonates inside of us. And we start trusting what other people are saying more than our own voice. What I have seen with highly successful entrepreneurs, um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and highly successful entrepreneurs, what they do is that they listen to advice, but they stay connected to their why. They stay connected to their purpose, their intention, their energy, what they're wanting to do. Um, and I think that having that clarity and staying connected to your heart rather than your mind, the, strat the strategic mind allows you to bring in whatever you want. You probably have heard people say, follow your heart and money will follow. And that is so true. That is absolutely true. When you're not concerned about how much money can I make from this, but you're like really there to be of service, that gives you an edge um, over anybody. Just be of service. Yeah, well said. And and so I'm I'm curious, uh, can you can you dive into the mechanics of how you came to that conclusion? I know that uh, with you having uh, an education and a background in psychology, that must have played a part in it. I would assume. Have you have you done some observations? And what are what are some of the principles from psychology you've been able to apply to entrepreneurs in order to come to these conclusions? Yeah, psychology works on analyzing what you're behaviors, your beliefs, your thoughts are, and how they are operating in your life in general. And my, my background is it connects psychology with spirituality and science. And so what I have noticed is when people are just using their mind and they're not connected to their heart, what I see is sort of like the, the, the left side of the brain operating and not the right side of the brain. The analytical part of the brain operating and not the artistic and, and flow uh, part of the brain. So what happens often is when we are only operating on the analytical aspect of our mind, we tend to control, we tend to obsess, we tend to go into a lot of fear. And when we are able to explore the the arts, you know, music, like you have a guitar behind you, music, um, writing, speaking, using your left side of the brain or your right side of the brain to tap into the artistic part of you, you not only give yourself a little break to be so controlling and analytical, but you also open yourself up to opportunities that are available for you because you are looking at things from a different perspective. So the, the mind tends to, uh, the mind, and, and I would say actually the ego tends to control our uh, environment in order for us to have safety, a sense of control and a sense of safety. And what I have seen in working with entrepreneurs is that 
they are willing to take risks. They are willing to not be safe. They are willing to explore different avenues and try different things. And the reason why they um, succeed in one or two or three avenues is because it's not the brain controlling, it's not the ego controlling, but it's their passion, their heart, their vision, the, the sense of opportunity that opens up to, to them. Did that answer your question? Very thoroughly, thank you. And and so I'm curious. Uh, I, as you were speaking, it reminded me. There's there's a book here on my shelf called Habits of a Happy Brain by Loretta Bruning, uh, mm-hmm. and I actually spent a day with Loretta Bruning in a zoo, and she was pointing out the different behavior patterns of the animals and 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 how they were related to their hormonal responses. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about that it just reminded me of that moment where you said the ego wants to control, but we need that break mm-hmm. because what happens is you've got these two hemispheres and Adam Lyons, a good friend of mine shared this with me. You've got these two hemispheres. And if you overload one of them, the other one starts to feel neglected and says, Nope, you, you want to, you want to keep working. I'm not going to let you work. Nope. <laughs> we're, if we're not going to have fun, we're not doing nothing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the same thing with the with the creative side. If you're always creative and you're never productive, the productive side says, "Look, you know that's too much fun. Why don't we just be depressed for a while?" Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I was just talking to one of my clients. He's a lawyer, and he has a, a commute to do, and so he is constantly thinking, "How can I feed my brain?" with with something inspiring something educational so every hour is about uh, listening to podcasts audiobooks things like that and the challenge that i gave him was to find a fiction book to listen to and he was like you know i thought coaching was going to be hard but this is really hard you're asking me to listen to a fiction book my brain is like what a waste of time but But that's exactly the break that we need when we go into fantasy when we go into um just imagining the world a different way what we're doing is sort of tapping into a level of awareness that we were not capable of tapping into before because we were just thinking in such a um constricted and in so mechanical ways of operating but we can but when we tap into fantastic stories you know like i don't know um what's that that the uh, the movie i don't know why i can't think of that um Sounds like you need to tap into your creative brain, huh? Totally. I know. the. Okay, I challenge you to read a fiction book, Nancy. (laughs) Yes. I actually, I was listening to to one and and I was just like, wow, my brain stopped. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. So when you when you look at movies like that, you don't think that that's so tangible and possible, but you're so absorbed in the possibilities. And that opens your mind to thinking, what else is there? We are the ones that limit ourselves. We are the ones that are thinking, this is the only way that we operate. This is as much as we can do. And that is only based on the con- uh, on the constructs that you have in your mind. If I tell you 
that you can make a trillion dollars a month, your mind cannot comprehend that. It's too much for your mind to comprehend. But if you were, I don't know, um, the United States, you know, tr trillion dollars is not a problem. So mm -hmm. it's it's what is in your mind and how much you are expanding your mind to believe how much you can achieve. I think that's where where the art comes. You know, a, a lot of times that uh, as an entrepreneur, it's a very lonely gig. You're yeah. surrounded by people who don't understand you for the most part, uh, who are trying to tell you to just go get a good job, you know, because <laughs> that would be the better path. And so you tend to isolate. And sometimes that may lead to this overdrive on the productive side. Well, let me just go and be as productive as I can so that I can stay away from all these people. Can you, can you speak a little bit about how the loneliness of entrepreneurship uh, can can lead to some of these issues and, and what other issues may come up? Yeah, so an entrepreneur is someone who will hustle and do whatever it takes to make their dreams come true in terms of their business. And that requires that you work 16-hour days. You know, people say, oh, I'm going to quit my nine-to-five job so I can have freedom of time. But in reality, as an entrepreneur, you work even more hours than, than you would think. And when you are working on your business, like you say, it tends to be a very lonely road. You have really no one that you are talking to. You're just uh, working really hard on, on making things happen. And unfortunately, that can create a little bit of depression in, in uh, entrepreneurs. You may not think an entrepreneur would have symptoms of depression or anxiety, but I have seen so many. And I think isolation is one of the reasons why, because you're not connecting with another human being. Now, how amazing would it be to find a partner that matches your energy, that is in the same wavelength as you are, another uh, entrepreneur that that understands your hustle, that is not going to interrupt your hustle, but make it actually fun. That will be an ideal situation. But what happens very often is entrepreneurs are so busy um, with their work that they don't really have time to go search or swipe on apps or you know look for things. And um, it becomes a vicious cycle. So the some of the things that I teach some of my entrepreneur people are that it's not about spending more time, but really looking at how you're spending your time and being more effective with your time, more conscious of your time. Meaning how much time are you really spending tuning in and operating from inspiration versus operating from your mind, your brain, thinking, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do that. I think it's so important for entrepreneurs to meditate and journal because it really puts all of that analytical aspects of the brain in, in one section. So then you can operate from inspiration. You can operate from that space. So when, when entrepreneurs that are hustling and they are working so hard that they have no time for anybody when they start taking 
um, accountability on how they are spending their time, I see so much imbalance. I see uh, a lot of neglect, self-neglect. Mm. Um, they don't eat well. They don't exercise. They don't uh, take care of their needs. Um, I see a lot of emotional loneliness, you know, and abandoning their own emotions. I see a lot of uh, the mind operating and not a lot of fun. And so unfortunately, what that leads to is it leads to addictions because it's escape that they need from the da daily hustle. They need to be able to cope in some ways with all the stress that they have, but they don't have a lot of time to do it. So addictions come in handy and addictions could be food. It could be porn. It could be watching Netflix. It could be, you know, whatever, um, something that gives them a quick relief. So instead of doing crisis management, I believe more in practicing preventative work and preventative work means that you look at how is your energy spent, your time, how is your time spent? The highest commodity that you have, the highest currency that you have is time. Mm -hmm. It's not, you can make a million dollars, one dollar, it doesn't matter, a hundred million dollars. And what you're going to notice is how valuable time is. So something to look at, something I would tell your audience is, um, as you are looking how much money you're making, also look at how much money you're, how much time you're spending, how much time you're saving, how much time you are using to balance your life and, and start taking accountability of that, you know, like a bank account. Awesome. I, I love that. And, you know, I can, I can certainly resonate with a lot of the things that you say there where as far as the, the isolation and the loneliness, uh, it is very challenging and it is very easy to turn to any kind of quick vice that's going to take your mind off of it and give you whatever, whatever that fix is uh, that, you know, I just don't have the time to, you know, in, invest in getting this the real way. I'll just get it the big way. Yeah, exactly. And that is your priority. You know, so look at instead of saying I don't have time, look at what is my priority, <laughs> because that is the truth. If you were forced to do something because you had no other choice, you would find the time to do that. If someone really needed you, uh, a family member needed you to be there uh, for some reason, you would find the time. So look at your time instead of uh, something I don't have. Look at in what ways am I creating a priority for me? What is a priority? That's and right. Perhaps priority may not be to have a relationship your priority may be like well right now i want to hustle because i want to get to this amount of money mm -hmm. but just know that that's your responsibility that's it's your priority you set the priorities no one sets it for you, you that's do. right that's right yeah i uh i uh about a year ago i uh launched this podcast and and i set out on a mission to eradicate the word busy from mm -hmm. people's vocabulary because uh nobody is actually busy uh, mm -hmm. They are just unfocused. Yes. You know, anytime you say, oh, I, I, I wish I, sorry, Nancy, I I, I was going to call you back, but I got to, I was just too busy. Mm -hmm. What you really mean is you were not a priority to me or I was too unfocused to think about you. <laughs> exactly. And But that doesn't sound nice. 
busy sounds nicer, you know? And yeah, so it's kind exactly. of the same thing. You choose what your priorities are and it's really strong. So, I, And I think that's where the clarity comes, which is sort of like we're coming back into the circle where when you establish your priority, you are setting yourself with clarity. What is it that is resonating with you the most? Is killing myself working this hard really enough? People go through stages, right? And um, for when you are young, the, the main stage is to be liked. Then the next stage is to um, become something, you know, have growth, financial growth, exposure or whatever. And as you're getting older, what really comes to mind is connection, being a part of something, belonging. And so when you see the stage that you're in, it's okay. You know, maybe you are in the stage of showing off that you have a fancy car and that you have, you live in this place or whatever. That's okay. That's just a stage. Know that that stage is going to pass. And then later, what's going to become important is how are you living your life? How are you contributing? How are you connecting with other people? So when you have clarity of that, then you operate based on what's important for you at that moment and that stage in your life. Love it. Let's get into the do zone diagnostic. What do you say? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Five quick questions I ask every guest so we can see how your brain ticks. Soak up all the knowledge that we can. Just rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do that keeps you focused on your goals? Mm. I have a mentor that um, keeps me focused and I think everybody should have a mentor. So yes. Love it. And how do you get back on track whenever you lose that focus? Um, nature, getting back into nature. Mm. Who Who's your support group, Nancy, and how do they keep you accountable? I have, um, I have a mentor. I have my family. I have my friends. Um, and I have myself. Nice. And uh, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Um, I check how overwhelmed I get. Um, so I check my nervous system and I give myself permission to pause and retrieve before mm -hmm. I tackle that in small chunks. Interesting. I like that. And uh, what's the number one pro tip that you would give to somebody looking to get more stuff done in less time? Hmm. More stuff done in less time. Uh, give yourself a deadline, a hard deadline. <laughs> Music to my ears. <laughs> I love that. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, yeah, that's that is that is one of the fundamentals of being yeah. productive is you must give yourself a time-bound deadline. And so I am curious, what is involved in a psychic surgery? And uh, why did you have a psychic, psychic surgery to begin with? Like, first of all, what is it? Second of all, what, what happened to you and what were the results? <laughs> well, for those that, that are, don't know, when I lived in Venezuela, um, I was I wanted to be a flight attendant and so one of the re requirements to be a flight attendant is that your health is is just in top shape and um when I went to the doctor they found a large cyst in my ovary that was you know possibly about to rupture and so at that time I was looking for a 
alternative ways to treat myself. And someone told me about um, a saint in Venezuela. It's called Jose Gregorio Hernandez. And Jose Gregorio Hernandez was, um, when he was alive, he was a physician that worked with a lot of impoverished communities, healed them and, and you know, did surgeries, etc. So someone told me that the spirit of Jose Gregorio Hernandez, I know this sounds weird, but um, this is very, very real, um, was being channeled by this gentleman. So I went into this uh, place and I, uh, this gentleman sort of operated on me with nothing in his hands, uh, did the surgery, cut, pulled stitches, everything. And I was able to see his hand move and and see the stitches and everything that he was doing with nothing in his hand. And so um, when I went to the doctor a couple of days later, the doctor was like, wow, what happened? How did you like remove the cyst or what happened? And of course, I'm not going to tell the doctor like, oh, yeah, it was angelic uh, intervention, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did nothing different except that surgery. And, and if it didn't happen to me, I would say. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but the, there are many, many different things that happen in my life that tell me there's more out there than meets the eye. And science is starting to catch up to that. Um, in the United States, we're a little bit mm, less in tune with that. We are not as advanced, but if you go to other countries, they are very um, aware of alternatives to to treatments and healing and the energies and so on fascinating (laughs) it uh i i've heard some variations of this idea that uh if you believe that you can get sick then you will get sick if you believe that you cannot get sick then you will not get sick that's oversimplified obviously but uh, I had a friend of mine that was super into Joe Dispenza and mm-hmm. kind of that that sort of body hacking spiritual type of stuff. Uh, never has been my bag, but I've been surrounded by those guys enough to 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 get the idea that if you keep the bad energy out, the bad mm-hmm. energy will not enter your body and start doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And it's the craziest thing. There have been moments. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm woo-wooing correctly, but there have been moments where it's like, man, I feel like I'm going to get sick. Nope. I'm not going to get sick. That's not happening to me. It's not going to work. And like, yeah. eventually I just, it kind of goes away. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I think it works. If it's working, you're doing it right. <laughs> there is there is a, um, a subtlety to that because when you say, nope, I'm not getting sick, there is truth in your statement. There is truth and you know it. And that feeling of knowing this, knowing this is what I'm talking about alignment. Yes. Because I can say, no, 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 I'm not getting sick, but I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Then there's no congruence there. Is that of alignment completely? And and there's a different, and there's a difference between just to stay on that example for a minute. I was very careful with my words. No, I'm not getting sick versus no, I can't get sick, which is the victim. This is happening to me and I I don't want it to versus no, you're not getting them. Sorry. 
Yes, exactly. And so there is, if you are in tune with your feelings, with your body, this is why it's important to, to take care of your body, because the more you take care of your body, the more you start noticing what affects you in positive or negative ways. So when you start noticing how certain words sound to you, if they're really resonating, if they're really the truth or not, then you start really tuning in to the statements that you are sending out there. And also the way that you show up with people. If you can, you can smell it a mile away when someone is being fake, when someone is out of integrity, you can see it. People can see it. It's not, you know, rocket science. So when you're figuring out how do I get what I my needs met or how do I become successful or how do I attract the woman of my dreams or whatever, or the person of my dreams, then you have to look at what is the congruence in you? Do I really want that? Do I really feel deserving of that? Do I really believe it's possible? It's about knowing. Knowing is the word. And not to be religious or anything, but there is a little quote that I love in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. So what that means is be still is quiet the mind, quiet all the belief systems and just know, know, feel it in you. Know that you, everything is possible. Know that you, you right here are God, that you are the possibilities. You are eternal potential possibilities, you know, in you. Mm. Well said. Yeah. And and so who who should connect with you uh, and what can you do to help them? Who, who is who is kind of your tribe and your audience that should be seeking you out right now? Mm. The the people that I'm attracting at this stage are usually entrepreneurs that are exploring their mind and they are opening themselves up to possibilities. And a lot of them are exploring um, journeys and, and experiences that that can alter their sense of selves and their consciousness. And I help them integrate that information and really elevate them to that next level. So a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with are, um, are already either in the path to successful in terms of financial gains but they're also looking to be successful in terms of knowing themselves, mastering their energy, um, mastering relationships from a perspective of uh, being in integrity and being in alignment with, with their truth, with their light. So some have experienced, you know, ayahuasca or psychedelics or things like that. Some are into breath work and other alternative um, experiences. And so when I help them, I help them understand everything, uh, give them context, give them information, and also shift their perspective so they can stop thinking the old ways and think the new ways of approaching life. Awesome. I love that. And uh, is there, uh, do you have a book or a podcast or anything where somebody can uh, can learn a little bit more about uh, your process? Yeah, um, my website is nancydandrade.com. And then I'm also on social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn, just, yeah, look, look for my name. I'm all around there. All the, all the major socials. And so yeah. nancydandrade.com. Yes. 
and I've been interviewed in a few podcasts too. So yeah, look me up on podcasts. Awesome. Well, this has been a, a, a tremendous experience. Thank you so much to Nancy de Andrade, PhD, uh, for coming on here and sharing a little bit about how she gets stuff done and especially digging into the mind and the brain and how it works and how our ego controls everything and how sometimes we got to kick it to the curb and have a little bit of fun. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you for having me. It was a, such a pleasure. Have fun. So we're going to wrap up from here. Uh, once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe to The Do Zone on Apple or Spotify. If you're looking to break through to the next level with your business, but you just don't have the time or the tools to do so on your own, we got your back. Go to unbreakableteams.com to learn how we can supercharge your team's productivity for less than it costs to take them out to lunch. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend. Screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories. Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com. <laughs>